I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, one two. two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. I'm here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Good to be here. We have a guest today. Richard called me on my fraud hotline and we had a very interesting conversation. Richard does not live here in Santa Barbara. He was thinking of moving here to Santa Barbara and was looking for an apartment and he kept encountering these Craigslist rental schemes. Thankfully, he didn't fall for any of them, but he expressed some concern about other folks. Richard, thank you so much for coming on our show today. We really appreciate it. And tell us what happens. I thought that Santa Barbara would be a great place to live. I was uh, looking uh, through Craigslist uh, as a resource uh, to find uh, rentals, uh, one bedrooms that I could rent. And then also um, under the category of sub uh, um, temporary rentals and sub rentals. That's where I pulled up a lot of the the scams that I ran into. They were pretty numerous. As I started looking at the pictures and sending emails to these respective people that were renting these units, things started looking real fishy real fast. Tell me about the first one that you saw where you made a phone call and you went out to look at the property. I believe it was a duplex. The pictures were beautiful. In fact, for all of these scams, all the pictures were gorgeous. They were beautifully furnished. And I drove by and it seemed like there was nobody there. But I was corresponding with the individual via email. And that actually individual gave me his phone number to call, which I didn't. I actually continued to email him saying that was about $1,500 uh, for the security deposit, something like $500. And it was gorgeously furnished. That right there was a huge red flag for me. I, I kind of backed off from that. And then he emailed me about a week later and he said, we've got a lot of responses and you seem like you were very interested. Are you still interested? So, of course, again, I'm thinking, well, you've got a lot of responses. I haven't responded to you. Why are you coming back to me? Why don't you go to one of these other people that if it's such a popular rental? And then through an email, he told me that he wanted me to deposit the the rental and the security deposit, you know, in an account like a Venmo, and then I would be able to get access to the place. And then I responded to him with an email. I'm not going to send you any money until you actually meet me in person and do a walkthrough. Because in my mind, even additionally to what he was talking about, I'm thinking, well, what if there's things that are broken or that he could blame me for anything, you know, that's wrong with the place? You know, we both need to, you know, look at the place together. Right. And at that point, right. he just backed off and I never heard from him again. But then later on, the final one, where I actually got the contract, the dictum that was used in the emails was virtually the same as what this guy had given me. Okay, um, and then there was another one you said that looked like it had a beautiful upstairs and downstairs by a park on by Mitchell Terena. That one on Mitchell Terena, it was an upstairs, downstairs, again, beautifully furnished. And the rent, again, was something ridiculous, like 1600 or 1700 or something like that, with a very low move-in fee. Drove by the place, and the picture on the Internet was the same as this building. And I walked over to the apartment building expecting to see several upstairs, downstairs. Uh-uh. This was an apartment building that had two levels, but there were single units on each one, on each level. 
So I thought to myself, was this kind of built in a way where there might have been one unit that was upstairs, downstairs, and the rest of them were single one bedrooms? I did a circumference around it, and I go, nope, that's a scam. This was another scam. Then you were telling me about another place that you tried, four units, two in the front and two in the back. Yes, exactly. And this was with a lot more elaborate. Diane W. was her name. The apartment is furnished with all the necessary equipment and appliances, and it's inclusive of all the bills, too. Another red flag. I'm happy to lease the apartment to you for a short term. It's lovely one bed and one bath, all utilities included in the monthly rent. The rent is only 900 a month per month. Oh, my goodness. A refundable damage deposit of 900 will be paid alongside the rent before you move in. I will would like you to tell me about yourself because I'm interested in knowing your capability of funding the rent and taking care of my unit. Your filled rental application form shall be reviewed by me and the landlord before approval, and there will be a legal signed lease agreement before any payment and the apartment is in good condition. And this is a very attractive apartment, so she wants 900 which is probably you know, you know, less than half of what it should go for. It should go for something in the 2000s, really. It's impossible to believe that 900 was all she was asking. And I am also saying that she sent you an approved tenant letter, all very official. And then I think she also sent you a sublease agreement that looks quite official, quite appropriate. Yeah, exactly. I knew it was a scam. I wanted to just push it through as far as I could go. I just wanted to see how far these could go. Absolutely. So with Diane, did you talk to her about possible walkthrough? And what was sort of the last straw for you where you realized this was definitely a scam? After I filled out the application and then she actually sent me the lease agreement and she sent me as an addendum the the routing number and the, and the account uh, through Wells Fargo by which to, to deposit the money. After she sent me the contract, we actually got into some text messaging. And that's when I said, listen, I really appreciate everything you've done, but I really, really have to do a walkthrough with you. I'm not going to just send you even fifteen or $1,600 without actually seeing the place and meeting you. That's when she just disappeared or it yeah. disappeared. So, so no walkthrough with Diane. That sounds yeah. Like- We appreciate the investigative work that you've done. I mean, I've had scams like this myself recently, looking for a place to live. It's not in Santa Barbara, but still, it's the same everywhere. And this particular person, the uh, unit was available immediately, but I didn't need it for a few months. And I said, well, I don't need it right away. Well, you know, you, you could get a lease, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, how would that work? You know, and he said, well... You know, I'll, I forget. He was going to send me the paperwork. And I said, well, good. My daughter lives in the area. She can come over and see it. Well, no, no. My wife and I are in Idaho right now. We can't you know, yep, do the yep. walkthrough. And so then I sent back, scam. This is a scam. And he said, I can see why you think that. It's just unusual circumstances. And I just said, a common scam, I'm afraid. But I kind of like to string them along a little bit, too, just to see what they're going to say. It's so predictable, really. But as you said, young people too they can easily get caught up my son years ago in Santa Barbara was renting a place on the Mesa and they went so far as to meet him over at the house but while he was there the owner came over and it was a scammer that was renting this place so you know who knows sometimes oh my goodness so far as to show a place that's not even theirs the thing that I thought was interesting too is that the banking information they gave you 
wasn't it from a bank that was in another state, as I recall? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. I called Wells Fargo and I, I read the routing number and they told me it was a bank in Minnesota, it's Brooklyn Park or something. And Vicki, yeah. you gave me the email for the FBI that I'm going to follow through. You sent me a copy of the uh, emails that were going back and forth between you and, quote, Diane. A couple of other red flags that you picked up on. The spelling is not always perfect. The punctuation is not always perfect. And some of the ways that things are worded are sort of suspicious. She or whoever it is. I will like to tell me about yourself because I am interested in knowing your capability of funding the rent. Now, we would never say that, right? We would never use those words. Yeah, that's good. And she said, the apartment is furnished with all the necessary equipment and appliances, and it's inclusive all the bills, too. Again, we wouldn't say it that way. We would say something a little bit different. So all of these things can kind of be subtle clues that you are not dealing with a real person. You are dealing with a scammer. And Richard, I have to tell you, when I was listening to you tell me this story, and everything was so similar. The rents were all similar, 1400 1500 The cleaning deposits were 500 600 Sometimes they would call you back in a couple of weeks and ask, are you still interested? But they were never willing to meet you and do a walkthrough. I thought, you know, I'm picturing a phone bank in India with scammers having exactly the same script all in a row and using the same scam over and over and over again. I really think that's what's going on here. I mean, most certainly they're scams. And I suspect they're all coming from a very similar source. Pictures were just too perfect. I mean, they were just too perfect. They looked like pictures from somebody's RBO unit. They were beautifully staged. And there's no way you'd find a place like that in Santa Barbara at those locations for that price. It's just impossible. So, Richard, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time, first of all, to call me and let me know what was going on. And then for agreeing to come on the show and tell us what your experience was, because this is the only way we can get the word out, is by education and, and by reaching out to our citizens living here in Santa Barbara and letting them know what's going on, because there's really no way, unfortunately, to stop these scams. You shut down one organization and the next one springs right up. These scammers yeah. are coming from places like India or Nigeria or sometimes Jamaica or Canada. You can't get them locally. It's just people like you who are willing to do their public service, and I just want to thank you so much for doing it. And Patty, I think the good news, Richard, we always have a segment at the end of the show about good news. So I think the good news for today is, Richard, you did not get taken in by yes. scams. So, Not only that, he was yeah. like an investigator. He was out yeah. to, you know, get the yeah. proof. So thank right. you. So thank you so much, uh, Richard. And I'm so glad you didn't get scammed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Richard. thank you for offering the program. I really appreciate it. It's very creative and a good public service that both of you are offering. Thank you as well. Thank you very much. And Vicki, would you remind everyone of your fraud hotline number? I will, because this is the number that Richard called. It's area code 805-568-2442, and I'll repeat that, 805-568-2442, and I welcome your call. 
Thanks, Thanks. Patty. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. All Thank right. You Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Richard.